Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. A large farm audience turned out for a seminar on drone technology in Saskatoon this week. Don Campbell of Roga Drone in Manitoba is poised to become Canada's first licensed aerial applicator using unmanned aircraft. So we have uh, two UAVs on order right now. They're going to be arriving uh, probably the end of February here, so we'll be testing and then up and running this spring. Campbell says his company went through a lengthy licensing process with Transport Canada. His first two units will carry a 35-kilogram payload applied via 16-foot booms plus some new low-water volume new tech nozzles. Yes, yeah, so we'll be flying one over top of the other. The top one will be spraying just water uh, with a little bit larger droplet size, uh, negatively charged, and the bottom one will be spraying the pesticide, also negatively charged, so they're propelling against each other down into the canopy, along with some of the uh, rotor wash that we're getting off of the, off of the props will also help. Campbell says Roga Drone is well aware of concerns about spray drift. Uh, crops aren't really a good conductor and so we're using a, a two-phase system where we're negatively charging one boom over top of the other and driving that down into the crop canopy, which we feel will help spray drift considerably. Roga Drone has acquired the new technology from a company in Ukraine. However, Saskatoon-based agronomy specialist Greg Edelman cautions growers not to be caught up in the drone tech craze. He says drones have their place, but for Saskatchewan's large-acre farms, he feels a small fixed-wing conventional Cessna 180 is his best tool for helping his clients, who collectively manage up to 40,000 acres of farmland. I think the manned aircraft's the way to go because things can be done more efficient because you can fly higher with bigger cameras, get more done and be more efficient and actually save growers money because you're doing so much scale. Edelman uses drones, though, as part of his operation. I use drones as a part of my operation. I don't use them for mapping anymore because they're not efficient enough for the large scale of our farms, but I use like something like a DJI Phantom to take actually aerial oblique photos of crops as well as farmyards or equipment for growers. Edelman suggests farmers use caution and not overbuy on a drone. He suggests not spending more than $3,000 just to take color pictures. He says farmers want good information, so drone, satellite, or manned aircraft are various options. Canada, the U.S., and Mexico will start the next round of NAFTA renegotiations in Montreal in late January. The discussions open amid concern the U.S. is about to give six-month notice of withdrawal, which may or may not be a bargaining ploy. Negotiators from the three countries have had several weeks to review details of previous proposals. U.S. negotiators under instructions from the Trump administration are taking a hard line on a number of issues. Brian Innes is the president of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance, an organization promoting more open international trade for agriculture. He's also vice president of government relations for the Canola Council of Canada and has been at each round of NAFTA talks. Earlier this week, he spoke to reporters following a presentation at CropSphere in Saskatoon. He's not sure if progress will be made at the upcoming talks. Well, it's hard to say right now, but what I would say is that when we started these negotiations in September, we knew that there were going to be ups and downs. There have been some challenges so far with some unconventional proposals put forward by the U.S. in areas that Canada can't agree to and Mexico can't agree to. But by and large, things have actually moved along on other elements of the negotiations pretty well. So when we look at Montreal coming up, certainly it is a time where things could get really bumpy uh, because the U.S. is under pressure to be able to deliver results. 
Innes outlines various options. There are some options for the negotiations. They could conclude successfully. I'd say that would be option one. Option two would be that we suspend negotiations while the Mexican election goes on because that will make it difficult for their negotiators to really engage without having a, a president in place and with an election that would distract from their ability at the negotiating table. And that Mexican election is happening later this year. And so as soon as a few weeks from now, it may make it very difficult for the Mexicans to come to the negotiating table and, and put forth uh, real positions. So we could see that option where we delay the negotiations until after the Mexican elections. The third option would be that President Trump says we're going to they're going to pull out of NAFTA, but Congress intervenes and says, no, we want NAFTA to stay. And the fourth option would be that the U.S. pulls out entirely. So there's a whole range of options here from success to complete failure. Innes says Canada is prepared for the U.S. to drop out of NAFTA. He says Trump feels farmers are being shortchanged in the trade deal, but that's not accurate. He says Trump and the Republican Party have important ties to rural America, and farmers are aware of the important value of NAFTA. More than 500 exhibits for farmers will be featured at Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon next week. General Manager Kristen Phillips says the latest in farm technology will be on display. We are Canada's largest indoor farm show. We have over 550 exhibitors in 817 booths. We have 60 speakers speaking in our two theatres over the three days. And what are some of those topics? So the speakers are covering everything from agronomy to economics to innovation and what's coming down the pipeline. We have a livestock morning, a canola morning, wheat and barley afternoon, an organic session this year. How many farmers usually are attracted to the show? So over the three days, we would expect forty-five to 50,000 people. What are some of the more unusual things that farmers could come see? You know, I think our features of the show are definitely the draw. So we have 14 exhibitors in our inventor's showcase. We have 17 exhibitors in the new products and 10 in our farm safety feature. We also have bulls in the Bull Congress, so there's 35 stalls exhibiting 23 different exhibitors. Highlight some of those new innovations. What are some of those items that farmers should see? In the Inventor Showcase, we have the Copperhead Closing Wheel. We have Roga Drone, which is the first drone that's approved to spray pesticides from the air. We have Bushel Plus and Shear Grain that are bringing in uh, drop pans for the combine. There's a fellow that's invented a system where you can take your dugout water and actually turn it into drinkable water that's gone through a reverse osmosis system. So lots of really neat innovations. The judges are going to have a really hard time picking the winner this year. And when the winner is selected, then what happens? The winner, so first and second, are awarded in the Inventor Showcase. The winner receives $1,000 and second place receives $500. That our show is free. That's free admission, free parking, free to attend the seminars. There is no need to register. Just please come on down and take in the show. Take your time and plan it out. We have an interactive maps on our website, which is a really good resource to use to um, plan your day out because it's really hard to take the whole show in in one day. And the hours? It's Tuesday to Thursday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon again runs Tuesday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading this morning. Canola fell $1.60 at 464.94. Oats went down 5 cents at 157.27. 
Number one red spring wheat dropped a dollar thirty-eight at two thirty-seven thirty-nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty-nine twenty-nine. Feed barley one seventy-six sixty-three. Flax four sixty-one sixty-eight. Yellow peas two thirty-eight fifty-four. Feed wheat one thirty-six forty-eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is down one and a half cents at six twenty-seven and a half a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 9th. D1 and D2 cows have been selling from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. D3 cows are selling from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. Good butcher bulls are selling from a dollar to a dollar ten. Yesterday we had our first pre-sort of the year. We had over 1,600 head to start the season. Once again, Weyburn is setting the pace and leading the way. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.45 and sold up to $2.54. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.54. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.29 and sold up to $2.39. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.39. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.22. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.19. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.17. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.03. Heifers are about 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound grasser steers at $2.39 and a half a pound, a group of 550-pound black steers at $2.39 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $2.20 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.19 a pound, a group of 700-pound black steers at $2.17 a pound, a load of 800-pound exotic steers at $2.02 a pound, and a load of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.91 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,600 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 152 to 159 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 heads, selling in a range of 152 to 159 per CKG. 100 index dressed weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, January 12th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 152.33, Ham's Cash, 150.83, Thunder Creek Bricko, 140.91, and High Life, 150.82 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened mixed to lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down with the daily exchange rate at 1.2535. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.83 cents US. U.S. cash markets are finishing the week with firm cash bids but are capping a period of nearly two weeks where packers added nearly 20% of the price they were paying for live supplies. Wholesale pork prices have been stagnant in comparison and have added only about 150 USD per hundredweight or 2% over the same time frame. With the largest portion of U.S. pork exports going to Mexico, the whole industry is at risk of significant disruption if a successful NAFTA negotiation cannot be reached. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny skies 
Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 22. The wind chill, minus 36. Tonight, clear skies. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. Tonight, the low, minus 31. Extreme wind chill, minus 40. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness. Wind south, 20 kilometers per hour, becoming light near noon. The high tomorrow, minus 16. Extreme wind chill tomorrow, minus 41. The low, minus 18 degrees. Sunday, clearing with a high of minus 17. Again, very cold. The low, minus 31. Monday, it starts to turn a little strange because it's sunny all day Monday with the temperature high and low both set at minus 23 degrees. So no change in temperature. Tuesday is when it really starts to warm up. Tuesday's forecast calls for sunny skies with a high of minus 11, the low minus 12. Wednesday, sunny and it could almost be melting. High minus 1, the low minus 9. Thursday's outlook increasing cloudiness and the high of minus 1. The normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.55 this morning. It sets at 5.18 tonight. And we have a hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour. It's Cypress Hills Provincial Park in the far southwest corner. It's at minus 22 degrees. The cold spot in Saskatchewan right now, minus 33 in Uranium City. The hot spot in Canada, by the way, is in Nova Scotia. It's a balmy 16. That's plus 16 Celsius in Greenwood, Nova Scotia. The cold spot in Canada, minus 48 degrees at Rabbit Kettle, Nunavut Territory. On the roundup in Estevan, we have minus 23 degrees. Pardon me, minus 24. Saskatoon is minus 26. Swift Current is minus 24. Weyburn is minus 25. Yorkton is minus 24 degrees. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's minus 25. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 9, giving a wind chill right now of minus 33. Humidity is 75%. The barometer is rising. It's at 104.3. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 24 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest at 9. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 25. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.